Russia's unjustifiable invasion has claimed thousands of innocent lives. Now, that's a stretch for us to say unjustifiable. It's one thing to say unjustified, but to say it's unjustifiable means you are not allowed to have another side of this story. Right. And don't even try. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. This is the David Allen Show. This is our quarterly episode, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. Annual. Annual, semi-annual, <laughs> bi-annual. Podcast. We started in 2016. I've gone back a little really? bit. Really? Yeah. And wow. yet, and yet, six years. I know. And yet, we still are only at like 100 and what episode 106? I think that's like a episode <laughs> every two weeks. Well, it should have been. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> life. It is. I mean, early on, we were pretty tight with everything. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah. Sorry. One. Sorry. Well, this is episode 110. So. Plus, I only live twelve miles away. Yeah, yeah. You, you. I, I will blame it you. It was me. It was as me. the problem. So, yeah. uh, whatever that. It was is, me. Yeah. Uh, I want to start the show off today. Uh, this being March twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. On a sad note. I've got another confession to make. Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, was found dead in a Colombian hotel Friday, yesterday, as heartbroken fans stood outside in shock. The band announced Hawkins' death on Twitter late Friday. He was 50 years old. His musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever, the band wrote. Shortly after the tragic announcement, the band backed out of its scheduled Friday performance at the Picnic Stereo Festival in Bogota, Colombia. The band recently played Lollapalooza Chile on March 18 and Lollapalooza Argentina on March 20. They're slated to headline Lollapalooza Brazil on Sunday. The tweet sent out 10 p.m. March 25, 2022 from the Foo Fighters says the Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and untimely loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. His music, spirit, and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. Our hearts go out to his wife, children, and family, and we ask that their privacy be treated with the utmost respect in this unimaginably difficult time.
Born Oliver Taylor Hawkins in Fort Worth, Texas in 1972, Hawkins was raised in Laguna Beach, California. He played in the small Southern California band Sylvia before landing his first major gig as a drummer for Canadian singer Sass Jordan. He then spent the mid-1990s as a touring drummer for Alanis Morissette before Grohl asked him to join the Foo Fighters. This is the second time Grohl has experienced the death of a close bandmate. Dave Grohl was the drummer for Nirvana when Kurt Cobain died in The best of you by the Foo Fighters. What a crazy roller coaster Dave Grohl's been on his career. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. I don't know. I kind of speechless. You're from the Seattle area, right? No, No, I'm from the West Coast, but not Seattle. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I hope I'm well. I don't hope anything, but I hope it wasn't something horribly tragic other than the fact that he's dead, but it's not good. Right. The uh the rock and roll lifestyle isn't necessarily a fun one. Maybe for a little while. Yeah. <clears throat> you you don't hear of many successful music, rock and roll musicians who aren't total lunatics. Yeah, that's true, you know? yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And All right. It's weird. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, man. He died a few years ago. Prince? No, it was way No. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyways, oh, why am I having? Yeah. Anyways, he uh, he started heroin in like in his sixties, and he had a successful. He, he uh, keep talking. How do I'll you search out. for that? What's that? <laughs> Rock star <laughs> who starts heroin in his sixties. Yeah. What's that? Um, or you mean the sixties? No. Oh, <laughs> I think he had he had the song "Free Fallen." Free fall. Is that in the, uh, uh, oh, brother. Who is that? Tom Petty. Oh. Hmm. Tom okay. Petty. He's dead? Yeah, he died a oh. few years ago. Yeah, see, clearly I'm in the loop. <clears throat> yeah. 
Oh, no, it gets this isn't a lighter note. This is 801 today. This all from New York Post, NYPost.com. Uh, NBC apparently is taking heat for airbrushing uh, of Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas, by the way, uh, is the first born male athlete to uh, to to be able to compete uh, in women's uh, at, at highest levels of women's NCAA swimming. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think they should uh, consolidate, you know, just skip it. Just consolidate. Just have swimming. Swimming. And and then see who wins. And then see who wins. I, you know, I, I like that. Yeah. Now, what does this do? It, uh, is it Title IX? Yeah. Is that what's supposed to Where create they, equal opportunity for female athletes well, I think, in college? Isn't it the same amount of funding or something like mm, that? Maybe, maybe. <clears throat> but, I mean, the idea is to level the playing field. Okay. So is this leveling the playing field? No, because he he couldn't even compete. I'm if he sorry. Was a man. We if we were on YouTube, we would be removed instantly for what you just said. Uh, truth. You're right. right. You're right. But um, we're not. They're not we, interested. Because in truth. here on the David Allen Show, we believe in actual free speech. Yeah. And that free speech may be uncomfortable for some. Yeah. But we we have to accept hearing uncomfortable things as well. Yeah, and we do absolutely. Um, Most like, of the things we say are uncomfortable to us, <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> An image of controversial transgender swimmer. This quoting from the article, Leah Thomas, that aired on the Today Show, was manipulated to make her appear more feminine. Experts say. I Quote, think there's a typo right there. You said her. Uh, I I did. I I told you. At the beginning, I was quoting the article. Oh, so okay. it's no, no, I, I will so read it as a, written. It's not a typo then. I will read it as written. Okay. Because that's one ugly woman, if that's... The edited, well, okay, the presumption then is all women must be pretty. Is that is that your presumption? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The edited image <laughs> has def, def, definitely undergone some sort of softening and smoothening effect. Jonathan Gallegos a former White House director of digital content for President Trump told The Post, oh, that's why it's lying, uh, quote, it's clear this job was not done by a professional. This level of skin smoothing is a hallmark sign of an amateur job. Huh. Wow, that's really bad, said a photographer who wished to remain anonymous to fear of, for fear of reprisals from trans activists. Huh. Thomas, a biological male made headlines last week after blowing fellow female competitors out of the water to win the 500-yard NCAA title. Now, blowing them out of the water, it's probably not true. <clears throat> anyway, I didn't see anyone fly out. The allegedly doctored image of Thomas ran on the Today Show and posted to Twitter on March 17. The touched-up photo removed facial lines, skin discolorations, notable red impressions on her, her face caused by goggles, and blurred the Adam's apple. The, the show later ran the original photo, warts and all, in a clip posted to Twitter on March 18th. So uh, we're, oh, we're, we're yeah, looking at this, bad. and it is bad. <laughs> oh, this looks like, holy cow, we got to do something. Quick. Now, as a photographer myself... <clears throat> And I would consider myself decently skilled in the retouching arts. Uh, I've done it for nearly 20 years. This looks bad? like a plugin, which in the, it is an add-on software to 
what we use primarily is Photoshop. It's an add-on plugin which does some things that are crap. And this looks like that. Yeah, I won't, that- I won't call out this, the app that sucks because I think it's mean. But it, I, I won't buy it or use it because I think it's the product, the, the results suck. Anyway, so if you want to go see that, go to uh, nypost.com uh, and look at the uh, look for that story. <clears throat> the apparent effort to make Thomas look more like a biological female was first picked up by the post-millennial website after making the rounds on Twitter. Reps for NBC and the Today Show did not respond to multiple requests for comment. Now, this guy, um, what's his name? The Swimmer. The Swimmer? We'll call it The Swimmer. Leah. Oh, no, that's not his name. I, I don't know. Jared, Jared, Jeremy, the swimmer. Okay. Um, it's my understanding, or I read something that um, he has all of his plumbing attached. They didn't uh, do any remodeling yet of his physique. They didn't remove his penis. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh okay. yes. <laughs> Just to be blunt, I see. Okay. Um, so I hope... I'm going to be optimistic that he's a closet conservative and he's going to write a book and he's doing this Ooh, for research for and to oh, also so under- show the absurdity of uh, the. Can you imagine if that was the case? I think that would be <sighs> awesome. That would be brilliant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. But if you look at the the before and after pictures. I don't understand why they needed to do the blurring they chose to now, do. Now, to be I honest, uh, when you showed me that picture... Mm-hmm. Um, you thought that was touched up? Yeah, I thought that was touched up. <laughs> I kind of yeah. did, too. <laughs> but that Just doesn't look it's poor. so smooth. Yeah, but that doesn't look uh, shoddy. Right. That one... Oh, yeah, that's the, horrible. The touched up one looks you know what? horrible. That reminds me of that one uh, painting in uh, like Italy that... that uh, one lady decided to touch up. It was the Mona Lisa. No, what? no, no. It was what? like a picture of Jesus, and it looked like <laughs> this was probably five, eight years ago. I don't, I don't recall this. Here, I'll find it. And <clears> I'll break show it, it out. To you. <clears throat> um, Kurt. Curtis Hauk of the Media Research Center quotes, quote, quoted in the article, says, In this day and age, news organizations should know better. My first reaction to this was it harkened back to CBS alternating Katie Couric's appearance, so she appeared slimmed down, or perhaps the most infamous and egregious example of Time Magazine altering O.J. Simpson's skin. <laughs> I d- That's, do you remember that No, one? I don't. No, it, it, it's the... <laughs> A, a painting of Jesus. It's horrible. Yeah, that's that's a touch up. She was trying to. It it was uh, like some older lady at a museum. What is that called? So your your search over the Googles was what to get there? A failed touch up of painting of Jesus. There it is. Do that research. And <laughs> excellent, excellent. Ah, here we go. The last of the article. Sorry, it was a fresco of Jesus. Ah. And an, is that similar to fresca, the drink? Uh, uh Well, at least he's Thomas, who swam as a male under the name William Thomas for 3 years before transitioning. This all still quoting from the article has stoked controversy with critics including 
her own teammates who said she has an unfair advantage over biological females because of her strength and size. Uh, I also saw, which really was interesting, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the article from uh, our friends over at the <laughs> Babylon Bee that said uh, NCAA swimming champ caught in possession of performance-enhancing testicles. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Babylon Bee is nothing but satire, has been kicked off of Twitter because they had the gall, let's say, uh, or, or they've been, like, paused on Twitter. They had the nerve to say that men are men. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, what about it? Oh, wow. What's going on? Um, <clears throat> so you know what's going on, right? Uh, A little bit about what's going on with Putin, as they say. Uh, Some people, uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Levin, the great one, calls him Putin, Putin. which is hilarious. <laughs> Mark Levin. <laughs> He's a yeller. Uh, I'm not quite the yeller as him. But Mark Mark Levin, uh, sorry, the Putin. Um, there's a dude named Sergene Neftuliev. Gene. Uh, he's got a podcast called Sergene Speaks. I encourage you all to go uh, find that and listen to episode 62 as well as episode 63. Uh, they are great pieces of uh, insight. He was born... Uh, either in he's Russian, I believe, and came over here as a youth. Um, so he speaks he's English. He speaks Russian, so he understands the language. Uh, he also knows a little bit about the Russian history, and it is a fascinating episode. Sixty-two of Sir Gene Speaks is a uh, uh, it's a conversation between him and Darren O'Neill from a podcast called Unrelenting. Um, that it's just Gene expounding on the Russia-Ukraine situation and going back in time and talking history and kind of why things are. Um, <clears throat> there's a little piece, though, I wanted to highlight about Russian elections, uh, which, you know, we're not allowed to question elections. Mm -hmm. As the Russians, and you look at the results of the elections, and again, contrary to what U.S. media reports, Russian elections are a lot less rigged than American elections. I'm sure some places are rigged. I'll, I'll totally give you that. That's true of anywhere in the world. Well, but, now, from what I understand, the Russian oligarchs, there's this group of guys that are basically sure. the ones that Putin has to keep happy. And it sounds like maybe they're not happy with what's going on here because it's going to well, cost them money. Yeah, I think Putin's always had a a bit of a contentious relationship with rich people in Russia. So if you want to call them oligarchs, because on the one hand, he can't just do things that are good for them because then he'll have a huge uprising. People kick him out of office. <clears throat> so that's something we've not heard for a second from the news. Oh yeah. From mainstream that he's, uh, you know, actually walking a tightrope between the people and the rich. But it, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I would think that would that would definitely be the case. I mean, it is the case with uh, Xi in China. I mean, he yeah. has to write a, you know, walk a tightrope yeah. too. If they don't keep the economy going, 
you know, there's mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of rioting and everything else. So, on the other hand, uh, a lot of these guys control the wealth that's flowing into Russia, so they're responsible for a lot of the the GDP. So he's got to walk a bit of a tightrope on that front. And Russia does have a military production nowhere near the capacity of the U.S. one. Like Russia does sell weaponry, but it sells just a tiny fraction compared to what the U.S. sells. So there's not like it's not enough to justify a war just to sell more weapons to your neighbors uh, if you're Russia. Okay, so they're not in it for the money, it seems. Right. Um, However... it appears as though it might be different for America. In the U.S., it's pretty close. It may be justifiable to start a war just to be able to sell more weaponry. And a lot of people are saying that's kind of what's happening right now. I don't know. Go watch Ukraine on Fire. I encourage everyone to do that. I found it on uh, Rumble. Uh, I've heard it's been removed off of the, the traditional... Uh, social medias, but I don't know for sure if that's the case. I, I didn't find it on YouTube, but I did look, uh, just search for Ukraine on fire. It's a documentary uh, done by Roger Stone, who is no slouch in the documentary world. Mm-hmm. Um, did he work for 60 Minutes for years? I think he was a 60 Minutes guy. He also uh, uh director of JFK. Yeah. Uh, one and then he just released uh, version oh, two, re- revisiting and platoon, I believe. Oh, too. Okay, but he just uh, he just released uh, JFK revisited, I think, mm-hmm. uh, just this last month or two, mm-hmm. um, thirty years later from the original, talking about that. And he was on Rogan actually a couple months back, and mm-hmm. fascinating to chat. I'm I'm actually trying to reach out to him to see if I can get on because or get him on my other interview show because it's fascinating. Uh, his life, but the stuff the guy has learned is crazy. And, you know, we can't talk about it because, oh, conspiracy. Yeah. So, why do we, as America, need to be meddling in Ukraine? Why? I don't know. I'm asking you. Come on. Um... Part, you know, I'm just from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know, but from my perspective, it's it's interesting how much the U.S. telegraphed what Putin did. Putin, yeah. <clears throat> um, Putin, <laughs> and uh, they kept on talking about how he was going to invade. He was mm-hmm. going to invade. He was going to invade. Yeah. <clears throat> Telegraphing is what it seemed like. Totally did. And um, so why would you do that? Mm -hmm. We don't like um, like uh, when uh, Saddam (laughs) invaded Kuwait, Mm -hmm. the U.S. subtly uh, implied. Wait, did you say suddenly? Subtly. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Check it. They imp- they implied that they wouldn't do anything if Saddam invaded Kuwait and then he invaded Kuwait. Mm-hmm. So, what was being said in the back channels to Russia that 
caused this whole thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Why did they do it the way they did? Um, and, you know, after watching the whole COVID craziness and the news media constantly saying, you know, with one voice saying the exact same thing across the board, saying things that aren't absolutely true Mm -hmm. um, with clear agenda behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the United States telegraphs this. It seems it's from looking outward, it, it looks like this is some huge setup and perhaps I, 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 you know, for the life of me, I have no idea definitively why they did it, mm-hmm. but it, it seems insane that they did it. Especially when you consider the Russian military is not very, not very good. Same thing with China. Yeah, but they're going to get us just like Kim Jong Un's yeah, military is going to get us. Yes. Holy crap, we're all going to die because these people. And they have hypersonic weapons yeah. that they're using mm-hmm. supposedly, but they don't. And um, part of me thinks that um, COVID is becoming is going away. They need a new boogeyman. They need a new um, something to help uh, the great reset. To keep emergency powers in place? Because didn't they then, didn't Uncle Joe Biden just um, uh, call uh, an emergency now due to the war, the potential war, um, which would replace perhaps the emergency that we had going for the pandemic. Well, perhaps. I don't know. But that's coming back. Fauci's said it's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. That sixteenth wave is on its way. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> it's your fifth jab. But I, I know uh that that the guy from the podcast, Sergey Sergey, was talking about uh uh weapon sales for the US government. Sir Gene? Yes. Or Sir Gene, <laughs> sorry. Not Lavrov. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it seems that what seems plausible to me is that, uh, one of the big reasons why is, uh, they want to increase military spending. They, they need another boogeyman. They're out of Iraq. Um, wasn't it fascinating? If you've listened to the no agenda podcast for any time, I, unfortunately, well, fortunately, maybe. Uh, it's been like 12 years since I've been listening to that show. <laughs> um, and for almost all of Obama's term, they noticed a pattern in incidences that the FBI needed to be involved in. Mm. T- terrorism of some sort. Mm. And it happened on a fairly regular six-week timeline. So every six weeks, there was something else that popped up that they either thwarted which uh-huh. showed how good they were and how valuable they were, and so we needed to keep funding them. Uh, and we also needed to keep the people, the public, in fear. Mm-hmm. And then 16, the election of 16 comes along, and 
um, the wrong guy gets elected. Mm-hmm. And now Trump is in. And that kind of dies away. That cycle goes away. People get removed, whatever, you know, whoever the leaders were. Um, the other thing that was prevalent and ev- like breathlessly on the news, ISIS is coming. Oh, ISIS. We got beheadings. We got these really phenomenally produced and filmed um, executions mm-hmm. from over in Jordan and different places, uh, Syria. That all stops. Trump comes in, that's gone. No longer a thing. ISIS is dead, whatever. Uh, Supposedly, Trump sent the military to take out one of their leaders. And anyway, so they were done. They were out of the news. Almost instantly, when Uncle Joe Biden hood uh, gets crowned as king of America, uh, the spokesperson lady, Jen Psaki, starts ramping up again the talk of ISIS. ISIS is coming. Oh, ISIS is building in the, in the region. ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. And now we start having more shootings. We have more of this stuff. The system is the same. Putin stole the election from Hillary Clinton. We're mm-hmm. told that. I actually was digging around some, some screenshots I had from my phone from back in the 16. And Putin stole that from her. Well, man, they were sure ready that Putin was going to steal it for Trump. Also... That didn't happen, whatever. That didn't work out. So Putin's been the boogeyman for some reason to the Democrats. The thing that frustrates me the most... Or is it to the deep state? Well, it's to, that's where I was going. Because of the rhinos. Are, oh, yeah. Are... Yeah, the, the elites. Yeah. So what it says to me is the political parties are the same. Right. Yep. yep. And you, you reminded me this morning of... Uh, our <clears throat> illustrious uh, representative from the state I, the studio belongs in. Yep. Uh, Congressman Dusty Johnson, uh, which I, ha- I have a little video of him that we're going to play the audio from, uh, where he talks about how they heard, and I, I've interviewed this guy three times, I think, and I'm working on a fourth time to sit down with him on another show I do, uh, and I want to ask him about this. And before you go there... One thing, I haven't been following tons of what's going on in the news media about Ukraine. And the reason why I haven't been doing it is because it, it, it feels so much like propaganda. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed people coming up and talking about how bad Putin is and how wonderful Ukraine is. And people that normally wouldn't just take whatever the news media says or start mm-hmm. are saying it. And I've seen, I've heard family members and other people. And um, we're getting one side of the story. And it's possibly not even a side. Right. Like it could be the third side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're being told something mm-hmm. and we there's no independent person who's actually looking at it and able to um who, who is allowed to speak who's allowed to Correct. speak yes now you might be able to hear them mm-hmm. if you find their website mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. but across the board they're it's being shut out all day long. and and that that feels like covid that feels like uh that feels like propaganda yeah and um when everybody when every news station from NPR to Fox News is saying the same thing, yep. I I feel like mm-hmm. uh, 
it's it's uh, it's propaganda. Uh, another thing, Sir Gene said, and I think later on in that interview was uh, a good way to potentially end the conversation with people about that is ask them when, when did this conflict start? You know, Putin bad. When, when did this start? And when they say, oh, just you know, back February, he's invaded. Then the conversation's over because they clearly know nothing of history. Uh huh. Because this really began prior to thirteen fourteen. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. And that that was when uh, the infamous recording coming out, the the uh, leaked eavesdrop recording of Victoria Newland, who strangely is back with a with oh, I almost said Obama with Biden again as the lady running the show. She was running the show back then, and she's the one who said, we've got this guy, we've got these people in place, they're going to be the ones uh, to run this new government, and we're just going to do it, and F the EU, we're not going to involve them, screw them, we don't care what they think. That came out between her and, I think, Hyatt or Pratt or something, who was the uh, ambassador to Ukraine under Obama. No one cared. They, they went in, there's tons of data, and this is why, go watch Ukraine on fire, it is fascinating. There's a ton of evidence that points to infiltrators setting up these revolutions, mm-hmm. the, the color revolution. The guy, Shakasvili, remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was Bush talked a lot about him. He was a, a general, right? Uh, well, he, he was the president or governor of Georgia. Oh, yes, 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 Shaka, yes. Shakasvili. Yes. Uh, he right. is, um, at least in 1617... He had a warrant out for his arrest in Georgia, the country of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, in this video of him, I am Georgian, I will never, you know, I'm standing with Georgia. Then he's now renounced that and is now a citizen of Ukraine. And he now is the governor of Odessa, which is a region in Ukraine, uh, placed there, hand placed. So he's the guy. If he goes to Georgia, he's arrested and thrown in jail. But he's now. Ukrainian, coolest dude ever, Shakashvili. He was the guy. I'm pretty sure it was H.W. Bush. Uh, no, W. The, w. the, the, the kid. Um, the one who invaded Iraq because Afghanistan did 9-11. Anyway, whatever. That made sense. <clears throat> um, but in, but th- that, I think... It just is telling. And so when you look at that kind of, of reporting and the boots on the ground video and then listen to what they're saying today, it cannot be what we're being told. It can't be. And um, the other thing that, that makes me think that something isn't right here is you have the woke progressive mm-hmm. types are all in on war against Russia. Mm-hmm. All in on it. Supposedly the peace-loving, hate the military, defund the police, yeah. want to create a war with a nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's... Uh, how is that even possible mm-hmm. that they could uh, be okay with that? Rather than they would, they would rather us go to war than to question the current narrative, which is it, it just shocking to me. But anyways, you were going to do um, Dusty Johnson. You were gonna... 
Well, you reminded me that he uh, was brought in. Um, or no, no, he he made some comments that we both were aghast at. Yeah. Um, but here is his little note from the Twitter. Uh, hold on, I need audio here. Stop, Dusty. All right. So this is something he posted this to his official rep, Dusty Johnson, with a blue check mark Twitter account, uh, March 16, 2022. Oh, and there's someone calling. Hello, bing, bing, bing. Bong, bong. Where's Trump at? That's what I need. Do you need to take that? Do we need to pause? No. Pause tape. All right. We, we, we will. We will do this. All right. Uh, let's listen to our representative from South Dakota. So we just got done listening to the remarkable address from President Zelensky. And the moment he popped up on screen, everybody in the auditorium, whether Democrat or Republican, House member or Senate member, leapt to their feet. A long period of applause and acknowledgement of the incredible courage and spirit of the Ukrainian people. Uh, it was a moving address. He showed us footage uh, of the atrocities. And he talked to us about how America, as the leader of the world, needs to be a leader of peace. And he asked us to continue doing what we're doing uh, and go a step further, put secondary sanctions on those who sounds are doing business with Russia, yeah. make sure that they're held accountable and uh, provide uh, the Ukrainians the tools that they need to defend themselves. Uh, it was a powerful address, and I think it is going to change the tenor of the conversation here in Washington. So that was Rep. Dusty Johnson from <clears throat> Twitter on the 16. Uh, NPR. South Dakota's lone U.S. House member, Dusty Johnson, says he was moved by Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's speech this morning. Zelensky addressed Congress by... I just had a thought that came back to me. Is it just strictly coincidence that we have Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky? Video from Kiev. (laughs) Johnson released a video on social media with his reaction. And he talked to us about how America, as the leader of the world, needs to be a leader of... So, is this guy now the Pope? Is he like the, oh my goodness, Zelensky said we need to be the leader? Well, shoot, we better be the leader then. Yeah. (laughs) Again, this is, this drives, this, I don't understand why people can take this seriously. Yeah. This guy's an actor. He's a comedian. Yeah. Volodymyr. And why are we it so... It sounds really close to Voldemort. Yeah, <laughs> it does. But Russia, they didn't carpet bomb cities. No. <laughs> they didn't. Um, and, oh my goodness, they bombed a school. Holy crap. Well, if you look at video of that school, they rolled up a missile launcher. The Ukrainians started launching missile missiles from that right at the school, which was empty, by the way. And then all of a sudden, it gets bombed. What do you want them to do? Right. Right. Now, I'm not an apologist for the Russian government. I'm not either. I I just am tired of being lied to. Uh, Yeah, but but it comes Mm -hmm. down to that. And then why Ukraine? Why not other countries that... Um, where war breaks out, mm-hmm. you know, why didn't we um invade Yemen? You know, no, we oh, just bomb Yemen. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, no big deal. <clears throat> we have some, you know, it it it's just this seems completely contrived. Mm-hmm. I don't trust any of the narrative. No, 
And I don't know how you can trust any of the narrative. Well, oh, okay, but you have to remember that we also have been on the side of the news is lying to us about COVID, about right. uh, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And so we see that as we're skeptical. Mm-hmm. We don't we, we don't believe them. Mm-hmm. How many people do you know? I know several that hook, line, and sinker. Totally, what the media said about COVID and all the stuff. Yes. <laughs> Reel you right. Oh, got him right there in the cheek. You're good. Absolutely. Thank you, government, for telling me how to live and be safe. Right. Thank you for taking my risk away. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. It's you move from this moment of uh, abject (laughs) failure, the inability to think for yourself and live your life in a way that makes sense and actually caring for people around you on your own Mm -hmm. to now whole Putin bad. Zelensky good. To me, it's a natural step. It makes sense. If you're already drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Peace. And he asked us to continue doing what we're doing uh, and go a step further. Put secondary... No, 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 no. That makes no sense, Dusty. He asked us to continue what we're doing uh, but and then go a step further. Wouldn't the step further be, you know what? You aren't doing enough. You need to do more. Let's not continue what you're doing and do more. It's let's do more. Mm-hmm. Sanctions on those who are doing business with Russia. Make sure that they're held accountable and uh, provide uh, the Ukrainians the tools that they need. And by tools, we mean weapons of war. That's what tools means. Mm-hmm. To defend themselves. Uh, it was a powerful address, and I think it is going to change the tenor of the conversation here in Washington. Today, Johnson introduced legislation with Representative Victoria Sparts, a Republican from Indiana who was born in Ukraine. Their bill is the Defenders of Ukraine Congressional Gold Medal Act. The bill would collectively award the Congressional Gold Medal to the defenders or people of Ukraine. Johnson says it would make clear that America stands with Ukraine and it would honor those defending their country. The Congressional Gold Medal is the highest civilian award in the U.S. Wrong. Wrong answer. I don't understand that for a second. Are you kidding? Yeah. So then I went and found the paper from the website of the illustrious Johnson Sparts introduced Congressional Gold Medal Bill recognizing the defenders of Ukraine. So... Who are the defenders of Ukraine? Would that be me? Would that be you? This this press release, March 15, 2022. Today, U.S. Representatives Dusty Johnson and Victoria Sparts, along, along with 16 bipartisan colleagues, introduced the Defenders of Ukraine... Hold on. Defenders of Ukraine Congressional Gold Medal Act. The bill will collectively award the Distinguished Congressional Medal Gold Medal to the defenders or people of Ukraine in recognition of their crucial role in the defense of democratic values and against Putin's aggression. Let's talk about democratic values for a second. One of the democratic values that I hold dear is the ability to have a free press. Yeah. Volodymyr or Voldemort or whatever you want to call him, Zelensky, has banned, made it illegal to be a part of an opposition party in Ukraine. 
it is now criminal if you are part of a different party than he is. Under the emergency orders that they have put in place, martial law, call it whatever you will. Sounds democratic to me. So, under and th- this guy who wrote this is a Republican from South Dakota, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And he is party to this... Man, I wish I could swear. This is miserable. Mm-hmm. Quote, the Ukrainian people are truly resilient, said Johnson, despite looking down the barrel of the Russian military. Thousands of Ukrainians answered the call to defend their homeland and volunteered to protect their republic. No, let's talk about that. They were not allowed to leave. Zelensky, the new dictator of Ukraine, made it illegal for men to leave Ukraine. They couldn't leave. They had to stay and fight. That is not someone volunteering to protect their republic. The United States stands behind Ukraine and is opposed to Putin's act of war. Our House resolution makes that clear. Those fighting, now this is Rep. Sparts, quote, those fighting for democracy in Ukraine and for regional security in Europe deserve this medal. Nope. Putin, his generals, and his cronies must know the United States Congress stands firm behind all those fighting against his illegal and unprovoked war in Ukraine. So were it provoked, it'd be okay? Let's talk about provoked. My understanding of what Putin did was the uh, uh, Luhansk and um, uh, the other place, which is in the Donbass region, I believe, Mm -hmm. which is far eastern Ukraine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they voted some time ago to leave as separatists, to leave Ukraine, and they were going to align with Russia. Fine. They have their own leaders. They have been regularly bombed and attacked by Ukraine. Ukraine has been aggressive toward them. So Putin supposedly was going into peacekeep to protect those that were allied with Russia against the Ukrainian attack. And in that, the neo-Nazis that the New York Times has written about for years within Ukraine, Putin was going to get rid of. And his claim was, we were protecting the Donbass region and we will, we're, we're going to eliminate the military, the, the neo-Nazis which have infiltrated the military. And so that requires deliberate incursion into Ukraine to stop the military. That doesn't feel unprovoked necessarily to me. Now, maybe it is, but if it's if if it is, then the United States of America oh, is yeah. no different than Putin. Right. Right. When you look at Iraq, Afghanistan, I mean, what have we done? We're peacekeepers. 20 years Somalia. in Afghanistan, Somalia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the great idea. Countless places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mogadishu Remember pa- that? Panama. Yeah. Vietnam. Well, I mean, what else? Granada. Yeah. So we have, we have peace-keeped, peace-kept, <laughs> peace-keep, that's good, peace-kept <laughs> our way into other countries. Um, but now all of a sudden we're the good guy and Putin who claims to be doing the same thing to get rid of dangerous people in those countries that want nothing but poor, bad for Russia. Um, he's the bad guy and we're the good guy. I don't understand that. I I don't... What I don't understand from the U.S. point of view is 
Um, if this isn't rigged, if this is authentic outrage and whatnot, what are we going to gain from um, what the United States is pushing mm-hmm. when potentially it could lead to a nuclear war? What, what, what is the benefit of the United States of America mm-hmm. or Europe? Mm-hmm. There is no, there is no benefit mm-hmm. for any of this. It doesn't benefit, you know, um, Europe uh, because all Russia uh, is going to be tempted to shut off all natural gas. Mm-hmm. They de- decommissioned who knows how many uh, nuclear power plants. I mean, they're going to be screwed next winter if the natural gas stops flowing. What, what What's going on here? Why is all this going? Conspiracy-wise, quote-unquote, um, is this part of the uh, Great Reset, uh, uh, a great leap forward towards the Great Reset? I know that Putin was a speaker at the World Economic Forum, um and uh <clears throat> Klaus Schwab Sch- Schwab <clears throat> the uh, COVID nine COVID nineteen <laughs> <laughs> That guy he he is like a Sith Lord. <laughs> Just look at him. COVID. He sounds like uh, Baron von Raschke. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well and, and to to your point that this might be something nefarious. Uh, the our illustrious, uh, brilliantly quick-witted president, Uncle Joe Bidenhood, uh, warned this two days ago, March 24, that the Russian invasion of Ukraine will likely cause food shortages mm-hmm. in some parts of the world because both countries are major exporters of wheat. In remarks to reports, reporters in Brussels on Wednesday, um, it's going quote. This is a quote from Uncle Joe Biden. We'll see how they did it. <clears throat> it's going to be real. The price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Both Russia and Ukraine have been the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, for example. Just to give you one example. That's a direct quote from Biden Hood. Oh, here we go. Check this out. Food shortage. Yes, we did talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Why and, do them then, jerk? Mm-hmm. And, uh, because both uh, Russia and Ukraine have been the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, for example. Just give one example. Is that an example, well, just one? We had a long discussion yeah, uh, in the G7 with, uh, um, the, uh, with both uh, the United States, which has a, as a significant, the third largest producer of wheat in the world, as well as Canada, which is also a major, major producer. And we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly Food food shortages and addition. What about to that, oil, Joe? We talked about uh, urging all the European countries and everyone else to end trade restrictions on 
on sending uh, lim limitations on sending food abroad. How did the audio and just so change? Did you hear that audio change? Uh-huh. Talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food, sh food shortages. And in addition to that, we talked about... Disseminate uh, food shortages? All the <laughs> more rapidly? <laughs> huh. So is he speaking the truth? I think he's going to be yeah. like... Now, disseminate means to pass out, correct? Yeah. yeah. So he's going to pass out food shortages. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't worry. This guy's the best option we have. European <laughs> countries and everyone else to end trade restrictions on, on sending. So it sounds like their audio guide just said, whoa, crap, I got the wrong microphone turned on. Huh. Uh, lim limitations on sending food abroad. And so we are in the process of working out with our European friends. So what he just said right there, we're in the process of working out with our friends. So it means he's going to the gym with them. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think, let's listen to that again. I think that's what he just said. Process of working out with our European friends. Yep. What oh. it would be, what it oh. would take to help alleviate okay. the concerns I guess context to, matters. Uh, food shortages. <laughs> we also talked about a significant major U.S. investment, among others, in terms of providing for the need for humanitarian assistance, including food. Uh, you just said that. So you, you talked about disseminating food, oh, food shortage, yeah. and now you're going to talk about yeah. distributing food. Yeah. Ah, this is good. Create the problem and then have the fix for it. Right. Oh, right. I like that. Yep. Yep. This guy's a genius. He is. As we move forward. Um, okay. Good job, Joe. Thanks. <clears throat> Uncle Joe Bidenhood. Winner that he is. Don't worry. He's the best, brightest that we have. Now, this is fascinating. I get Carry on. No, well, what go ahead. Gonna say? Nothing. I'm going back to old Congressman Johnson. Oh, Dusty. Mm, Dusty. <clears throat> Is that his name? Dusty Johnson. I, I, that's what he goes by. Now, uh. uh, this is HR. We don't have a number because this has just been- um, Dustin! I don't know if it's Dustin. Oh, okay. I, Sorry. Maybe it's dirty. I don't know. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm, a bill to award a, a congressional gold medal. To the defenders of Ukraine, collectively. That's a big medal. In, re in recognition of their crucial role in the defense of the free democracy, which we just talked about it now not being so, because they're under some insane laws. You can't dissent from Zelensky, Volodymyr, mm -hmm. uh, or you can't leave the country if you're a male. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds free to me. <clears throat> what if you identify as a female? Ooh! Hey, what's his name? The sw swimmer. <laughs> Join the swim leave. team, and you can leave. Yeah. <gasps> I like it. Maybe you can just that's... swim across the Black Sea, then, if you're that, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. But hey, it, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to award the Congressional Gold Medal to the defenders of Ukraine collectively, collectively, in recognition of their crucial role in the defense for the free democracy of Ukraine against Russia's unprovoked war of aggression. What if it was war of something, of ingre, in, in, aggression? Like they're coming in? Or aggression? Uh, yeah. Pass, uh, peace? War of peace? Peacekeeping? War of aggression. How? Huh. Yeah, I don't know what the alternative would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found it really fascinating in here um, that the award was going to be given to the government 
of Ukraine on behalf of the people of Ukraine. What? <laughs> that doesn't I, make any I am, sense. I am insulted that the that the author of this is from my state. Absolutely insulted. And, and I, I, I do not know what to do. And I, I, I really want to have a conversation with him about this because this is absolute horse crap. It is pandering. It's blather. There you go. There is nothing about this. Do you think... That makes sense. One of the big reasons why they're doing this is because we have an election coming out. Oh, no, that couldn't be it. Not remotely. What are you talking about? That this is a way no. to make him seem like he's a leader. Talking about old that, Johnson? Or is yeah, it, oh, that God. South Dakota needs, you know, well, someone, I'll, a strong leader who will go mano y mano with tricky Vlad Putin. How much money is this worth? How many fewer donors did he have to prostitute himself out to by doing this? I don't know. Do you want to read some of the findings in this article? Uh, article in this bill? Sure. Now, this is proposed. I don't have, there's no doc, no HR number, so it's not actually anywhere, but it's on his website. <clears throat> NPR's talking about it, so it must be legit. Now, I don't know if he's pulled it or if it just turned out that everyone laughed at them. It must be what? Blather? What? True. No, no, <laughs> it, it must be legit, is what I was going to say. Oh. It must be legitimate. You said that with for, NPR and for, Right, exactly. Are you sure? So, well, for, for the three listeners that we might have- Are you having have, a stroke right now? <laughs> that might actually hold up that uh, bastion of free speech, the- uh, national treasure that it is npr uh findings uh congress finds the following one that i it's just fascinating in 1991 ukraine declared independence from the united soviet socialist republics uh key to the dissolution of the soviet union soon after ukraine disposed of the world's third largest nuclear arsenal number two in april 2014 the russian federation annexed crimea and invaded the Donetsk and Luhansk regions of eastern Ukraine. This initial conflict claimed approximately 14,000 lives. Um, go watch Ukraine on Fire, and then we'll talk about what happened in April 2014. And it's also interesting, between two and three, mm -hmm. evidently nothing happened in eight years. Nothing yeah, happened. Totally, yeah. And then three. It was just, you know, yes. children were yep. skipping around with flowers in their hair, mm -hmm. having, yeah. you know, peace for lunch. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It was great. No color no revolution color. at all. Yep. Perfect. On February 24, 2022, uh, just over one month ago from t this recording, the Russian Federation expanded its war against Ukraine, which implies there was already a war against Ukraine. Good point. Expanded it, launching a further unprovoked full-scale invasion of the peaceful, independent country. I'm going to call crap on that. And I want to say a bad word, but I can't. I want to really <laughs> bad. Could you please repeat what you just said? <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> peaceful would imply 
no military action against anyone. I think. Am I wrong on this? They were bombing the stinking Donetsk and Luhansk regions because they wanted to work with Russia. Separatists from Ukraine. Number four. In response to this unprovoked invasion, hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians have heroically volunteered to defend their country by not being able to leave. Oh, that part I added. (laughs) Joining its armed forces and taking up arms against Russian armed forces. Number five. Russia's unjustifiable invasion has claimed thousands of innocent lives. Now, that's a stretch for us to say unjustifiable. It's one thing to say unjustified, but to say it's unjustifiable means you are not allowed to have another side of this story. Right. And don't even try. Right. Russian's unjustifiable invasion has claimed thousands of innocent lives, including children and the elderly. I thought COVID did that. Throughout the targeting of civilians and the destruction uh, of civilian infrastructure, including apartment buildings, schools, kindergartens, hotels, and even hospitals. No. Number six, millions of Ukrainians have been forced to leave their homes and country behind. That is the real tragedy about this. Now, I'm going to say, for anyone to say it is the sole result of Putin only, is disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Because my understanding, according to people that I listen to that are on the ground in Russia and Ukraine, this could be over three weeks ago. All they wanted, all Putin wanted was was Ukraine to prove, and they, they, they supposedly had a deal that they would not join NATO, but they never had it, got it in writing. And Putin wants it in writing. Mm-hmm. Fine. Let's get that in writing. You won't join NATO. <clears throat> um, there are a couple other things. They won't, uh, they'll give them back Crimea, which Russia claims still, that is theirs, that was stolen. Um. And then that that region, Donetsk and Luhansk, whatever, uh, stays separate, and they you know they they can choose what they want to do. If those things were done, Putin has said, "We're it's over. We're done." Volodymyr is not allowed to make that claim. Supposedly, the American government has not let him, won't let him make that for some reason. I don't know. So who's really responsible for these millions of people being forced to leave their homes and country? Mm-hmm. Is it Putin, really? Or is it Volodymyr, who doesn't have the ability to make a decision to save people's lives? But according to Uncle Joe Bidenhood, and apparently Dusty Johnson, and all the other Congress people, all of them, except maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, Thomas Massey, and uh, Ron Paul, Rand, Rand Paul, Rand Paul, uh, might be on the side of, whoa, just a second. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Ukrainian civilians, the armed forces of Ukraine, the democratic government. Uh, it's not democratic anymore. You can't oppose them. It's illegal to oppose them now. That's not democratic. And it's elected and civilian officials have been effective in disrupting the Russian invasion, blocking the enemy using a wide range of methods, including direct combat, very peaceful, dismantling nearby road signs, very peaceful, using cranes to move cement blocks in the way, that's more peaceful. Producing improvised petrol bombs. Peaceful. And setting up sandbags to block roadways. Uh, 
Uh, eight Ukrainian civilians, both armed and unarmed, have sworn shown immense bravery in their heroic attempts to disrupt the Russian war efforts with little regard for their own safety. Number nine, the courage and strength of Ukrainian citizens resisting their autocratic invaders has strengthened the resolve of the United States and their allies, increasing support for the provision of military and humanitarian aid. And Uncle Joe Biden, who had just said, we heard a minute ago, that he that all these sanctions are directly affecting the United States. And they're going to... It's uh, harming the dis- United States. Disseminate. And we're doing it. We're disseminating hunger. Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> Food shortages. <laughs> So the presentation authorized. All right. The Congressional Gold Medal, the Speaker of the House of Representatives and the President Pro Tempore of the Senate shall make appropriate arrangements for the presentation on behalf of Congress of a gold medal of appropriate design to the defenders of Ukraine collectively in recognition of their crucial role in the defense of the free democracy of Ukraine against Russia's unprovoked war of aggression. Design and striking for the purpose of the presentation referred to in subsection A, the Secretary of the Treasury, hereafter as in this act referred to as the Secretary, shall strike a gold medal with suitable emblems, devices, and inscriptions to be dis- determined by the Secretary. Uh, disposition of metal. Following the presentation under subsection A, the Secretary shall, one, give the gold medal to the government of Ukraine, or... Two, if the Secretary determines the Ukraine does not have a democratically elected government, A. Transfer the gold medal temporarily to the Smithsonian Institute for display. And B. Transfer the gold medal to Ukraine after determining that Ukraine does have a democratically elected government. This is a farce. And I'll tell you what, if this ever made it outside of this guy's website, he needs to be recalled tomorrow. Yeah. And everyone that's signed on this, outrageous. They're going to they're gonna vote on it. They're going to pass it. Well, yeah, sure. th- there's enough people that would say, oh, so good. So good. Yeah, I think it's outrageous. I'm uh, insulted that that guy is our Supreme, uh, he's our Supreme, not Supreme, <laughs> the Supreme Leader. Well, he's kind of like the third senator in, uh, in uh, South Dakota. Not really. Yeah. I mean, he has he no voice. Yeah, but he's got no want... voice, really. Yeah, but I mean, to the people in the state, he's kind of like a demigod. Almost, you know? yeah. We get one. I mean, the, yeah, power. the whole state votes for one <clears throat> one position yeah. in, in the house. That's yeah. exactly right. Uh, I should run for it. You should. I don't yeah. have the courage to be a <clears throat> whore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Did I? Did that, that came out? I didn't say that. No. What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <clears throat> this is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. If you have any questions, you know, hey, I want to try some. Okay. Uh, I, I honestly, since we've been so um, out of like to t- touch with any kind of schedule with reality. This show. <laughs> reality. <laughs> um, it would be fascinating to know <laughs> who is listening to this pod to this show, this podcast. Okay, everybody, on the count of three, yell if you're listening. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Woo! Good work. Uh, but David Allen Show at gmail.com is our website. Or, sorry, is our email account. David Allen Show. David Allen Show. David Allen Show at gmail.com. Common spelling? Common. D A V I D A L L E N S H O W at gmail.com. 
David Allen Show. We would love to hear from you, even if it's just to say, hey, we heard it, we hate it. That's fine. Yep. Hey, we love it, you whatever. Guys suck. And if you uh, do want to help support the show, we do operate on the value for value model made famous and successful uh, by Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak uh, from the No Agenda podcast. Or value for no value. So, yes, uh, so you, you pay can... us for getting nothing. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the premise of that is if you got value out of the show, if we did anything that made you uh, gain value, I mean, heck, we, we all the time we trade uh, value for value. We say, well, Netflix, I'm, I'm going to get value out of that and it's worth 20 bucks a month or whatever because that's what they say. But what if it was worth more to you? than that well you can't give netflix more money they don't need they won't ask for it but we don't want to put that burden on you to tell you what to give it's whatever you see fit that's right now unfortunately it can't be a negative number <laughs> but <laughs> yeah send us a bill <laughs> uh, so it, uh, we would love it if you would reach out and just say hi if you do want to help support the show you can do that davidallenshow.com there is a donate button right there that you can uh, choose. And then you get to decide the value that you got out of the show. Uh, d- decide what that looked like uh, and turn that to money. Send it our way in U.S. dollars. At this point, we don't take crypto, uh, although we might at some point. <laughs> um, we don't want Russian rubles either because they're not worth anything. Thank you to <clears throat> Joe Biden. Uh, and sanctions is, that are not harming us, they're just harming them. Yes? What's the your Ukrainian currency? Oh, Do I know? don't know. Okay, just I, one. I don't know. Sorry, you mentioned mm. rubles. <laughs> rubles? R- <laughs> rubleize it? Rubleize. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, davidallenshow.com, davidallenshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are asking for you to do that. Uh, I wanted to do a little inter- intermezzo, is that the right word? Um, mm. <clears throat> and this is something that we probably, again, would get removed on Facebook for, but... This is Pearl Jam covering a song by someone that we'll chat about in just a minute. Now, the reason I chose Pearl Jam is simply because the gentleman who wrote this song, which is really a middle finger to the man. Yeah, now loves the man. (laughs) Is on board with the man. Neil Young, the genius that he is, decided that his music was too good 
to be in the same platform as someone as horrible and wretched, hateful, wretched as Joe Rogan and his inability to censor the people that Neil Young might disagree with. So he demanded his music be removed off of uh, the Spotify, but this is a cover of his song <laughs> aptly titled Rockin' in the Free World. <laughs> Maybe he meant Ukraine. What about John- Joni Mitchell's, her music? Who is Joni Mitchell again? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, the, does she have music that we would know? I mean, um, I, uh, she had a, a, oh man, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, but yeah, she was a hippie. I mean, you heard her, some of her music, but you know, between the two of them, they're, they'll cripple Spotify in their own minds. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Because it took me a while to find anything (laughs) of them. Yes. Uh, now I got to find that song. Her, uh, so let's, uh talk about COVID for a minute. I mean, speaking of Neil Young, mm-hmm. COVID. We're going to rock in the free world as we get through Big this. Big yellow taxi, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I might know the, the tune, but I certainly don't know the title. No, sorry. <clears throat> so, the United States government, government, the, the government of the United States, <laughs> of the has, peaceful, of the peaceful, <laughs> peace-loving, United States of America. These United States has commanded all of their enlistees mm-hmm. to accept the COVID-19 jab mm-hmm. vaccination officially FDA approved into their lives or get um, <clears throat> kicked out. Right. Or uh, uh, dis, uh, what's the word? Re- reassigned. 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 Uh, just today, I believe. Now, remember, rocking in the free world. I'm not sure if we're going to get there, but here we go. The Supreme Court gives a partial okay to the Navy for a vaccine mandate. This was yesterday, March 25 at 6.11 p.m., uh, published on NPR.org. That, again, the National Treasure, uh, written by Nina Totenberg, who is a gem of a journalist. Unbiased in all things. The U.S. Supreme Court late Friday reinstated the Biden administration's program mandating that members of the military be vaccinated against COVID-19 or face reassignment. The vote was 6-3 to three to partially overturn a decision by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, which had blocked a Department of Defense vaccine mandate for military personnel. The lower court sided with a group of Navy SEALs who contended that religious exemptions included in the DOD directive were too restricted. Friday's decision mainly reversed that decision. At the request of the Biden administration, the court agreed to preserve the Navy's ability to reassign Navy SEALs and other military personnel who refused to be vaccinated. The court's unsigned order was just one paragraph long, but in a concurring opinion, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, according to Joy Reid, the rapist Brett Kavanaugh, <laughs> said, I see no basis in this case for employing the judicial power in a manner that military commanders believe would impair the military of the United States as it defends the American people. 
Dissenting were Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Neil Gorsuch. Quote, By rubber stamping the government's request, the court does a great injustice to the servicemen and women who brought this case, Alito wrote on behalf of himself and Gorsuch. They said the Navy had treated the SEALs shabbily, in quotes, by not giving more expansive protections to those who claimed religious objections to the vaccine mandate. Because the case came to the court on the so-called shadow docket, as an emergency appeal, the SEALs who challenged the vaccine requirement could ask the justices to weigh in again at a later stage of the case, but Friday's action decreases their odds of success. Mandatory military vaccinations have a rich history dating back to 1777, when George Washington ordered that the Continental Army be inoculated against the smallpox. The military currently requires service members to get nine other vaccines, none of which have been controversial that we know of. The case was brought by 35 service members, including 26 SEALs, who challenged the military's COVID vaccine mandate issued on August 21. Sorry, 2021, after the FDA uh, granted full approval to multiple vaccines. Judge Reed O'Connor, a federal judge in Texas, blocked the Navy from discharging the unvaccinated service members and forbade the military from taking any adverse actions against them, including reclassifying them as unfit for deployment. The Fifth Circuit of Court of Appeals, based in Louisiana, upheld O'Connor's court order and refused to grant the government's request for a temporary stay pending appeal. Now the Supreme Court has sided with the Biden administration. The victory, however, was somewhat limited. The Defense Department asked the high court to reserve only the part of the lower court order that blocked the Navy from reassigning unvaccinated service members. In short, for now, the Defense Department can reassign those who refuse to be vaccinated on religious grounds, but it cannot fire them. Still, it may ultimately be able to deny religious exemptions to many of those seeking them. Moreover, in practical terms, even temporary reassignment may make continuing in the service very unattractive for objectors. The Navy SEALs argue that getting the COVID-19 vaccine violates their faith, and they claim that the Navy's process for evaluating religious exemptions is a sham, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. They contend that the law requires the Navy to take a case-by-case approach considering each religious accommodation based on the specifics of the service member's role. Instead, they say the Navy issued generic, near-automatic denials to each applicant. Uh, More importantly, the Defense Department argued that under both the Constitution and federal statutes, it has the authority to determine what it means to be physically and medically fit to be deployed in the military's most sensitive and dangerous missions. The administration argued that Judge O'Connor's order imperiled military readiness, requiring the Navy, for instance, to deploy one unvaccinated SEAL for duty on a close-quartered submarine. In a related case, in Florida, the Navy has refused to deploy a warship after a federal judge blocked the Navy from reassigning the ship's unvaccinated commanding officer. It would be a, quote, dereliction of duty, end quote, to allow unvaccinated service members to endanger the lives of their peers said Chief, Vice Chief of Naval Operations Admiral William K. Lesher, who I think should be fired tomorrow. In a sworn affidavit. So, does that make sense to you? What have we learned over the last year about this vaccine? 
it's not going to kill healthy younger people. The vaccine? Oh, I'm sorry. It will do that. No. The COVID. The, the, right. What have we learned about the vaccine? <clears throat> uh, it causes uh, pericarditis towards <laughs> uh, young, healthy males. Does the vaccine protect you or me if I get it? Um, it, well, depends upon who you talk to. Today, right now. Does it protect you? Does it keep you from getting it? No. Does it keep you from spreading it? No. no. So, here's why this guy is a fool. This vice chief of naval operations, Admiral William K. Lesher. But you have to understand, uh, probably... The vast, much like Congress and Senate, if you become a general or an admiral, you're just as political as a senator or a congressman. Okay. So they're all whores, is what I'm saying. Right. <clears throat> but for them to claim, and this is now a legal opinion, that the, the court, the fools on the court apparently said, yep, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. It would be a dereliction of duty to allow... Unvaccinated service members to endanger the lives of their peers. Endanger no. their, the lives. Right. Of their peers. My understanding nowadays, as you, all this crap has come out about this shot, the only thing it does is it might make you less likely to die. Maybe if you get it. It will not keep you from getting it right. and it will not keep you from spreading it. Right. So the real endangering people are the vaccinated. Right. To the unvaccinated. That's the real danger, but they don't say that. They say the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And yet this is now a Supreme Court decision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And Ukraine is a peace-loving democracy. <coughs> oh, was that a choke you just did? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I don't see how anything's going to change. <clears throat> If Fauci goes away, does it change? Um, I mean, he kind no. of went away, didn't he? He's kind of been lost for a while. Absent AWOL. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about AWOL. They just haven't put him on because they have a new boogeyman. <clears throat> Putin. He's not new, though. They just drug him back out of the closet. They have a different boogeyman in focus now. <laughs> How's that? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, I like it. This is the David Allen Show. <clears throat> DavidAllenShow.com. Remember, you can, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note and say hi. Money. And money. <laughs> <laughs> and we will do everything we can to get, I'm not going to say we're going to, we're going to get together no more. Uh, we are, but unfortunately with my partner, I may have to kick him out and find a new one. <laughs> Is the problem. And I wouldn't blame you for it either. <laughs> <laughs> David is now the guest on occasion. <clears throat> it's been fun. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. You too. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. Hey. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Let's do it. I do... Uh, I do encourage you all to go listen to Sir Gene Speaks, episode 62 and 63. 
just to get a uh, a non uh, a take on Russia and Ukraine that you won't hear elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's my <clears throat> thirty nine points worth of something cents. Sure, cents. Cents. Two cents. Two cents. <clears throat> Any last thoughts? Uh. No. <laughs> Nothing really that good, huh? Wow. <laughs> I think we've it's come... It's the a, dementia. <laughs> I, I guess. The fog of war. Really, it's war against... The war for the minds of, of people, really, is what we're in. Yeah, although they... Uh, for a lot of people's minds, they've capitulated a long time ago. Well, their amygdalas have, have swolled out of their mind, literally. DavidAllenShow.com, thanks for hanging out with us. Hopefully we'll be back sooner than later. Yes. And uh, we'll do it again. Yep. Toodles. See you later. Toodles.